Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Welcome back to Mom Brain. It's Ilaria and Daphne. And today we are chatting with Jenna Bush Hager, today's show host, mama of two beautiful girls, wife, multi hyphenate lady. She was so amazing. She was so open and honest and wise and searching. And hilarious. And funny. I <laughs> mean, like a girl's girl. You want to hang and I have do want to hang out. Like, it was, it, this was actually one of them where our producer really, he actually literally turned the lights off in <laughs> Mom Brain. They, they parakeeted the, the light, us. Yes. They literally were like putting the blanket <laughs> the light, over the cage, yes. telling us to be quiet. The lights went <laughs> off because they're like, no more speaking. He keeps on. So, so, just so you guys know, like, he'll like wave to us and be like, 10 more minutes five more minutes and then he'll be like bye yeah. bye bye and we just like sometimes we just ignore him we're like mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just continue to talk so this time the lights got turned off on us because she's just so much fun um and um and i'm so excited to like continue there's there's certain people that come on actually most of them where you're just like i, I want you to come on again because mm-hmm. i have so many more topics mm-hmm. and i feel like she's definitely one of them i agree i agree i thought we could have I thought especially plied with some nice cocktails and some cheese here. Mm-hmm. I think a cheese plate's a really solid addition to the mom brain scene. This yes. conversation would have gone well. We have this nice well table that I think we need to make use of <laughs> more than these, like, uh, you know, sound equipment things. <laughs> Those can go on the floor. I'm excited for you guys to take a listen to our conversation with Jenna. Mom You please, please, please introduce yourself. Um, who oh, yes. are you? I'm Jenna Bush Hager. I'm the mom of two little girls, Mila, who's five, and Poppy Louise, who's three. I work at the Today Show, um, and life is pretty chaotic. I can imagine. <laughs> um, so wait, I want to go back to I want to go back to the whole corset conversation because oh, there's yes. one thing that I I tried. I was I was given some corsets after Carmen was born, and I didn't really know what to do with them and maybe they weren't really great corsets because they had like these like long it was just like this like band yeah. and it had ribs in it and I remember putting it on and then it would like dig into my ribs and it would dig into my maybe and maybe it's just supposed to be uncomfortable but also like maybe that. you had ribs for it to dig into like <laughs> I had padding that it could help support do you know what yes, I mean so much mush on I me. had some mush that needed to be I, I, well, I had mush too. I had mush too there's this there's this photo that I really regret do you ever have like those photos that are just out there yes. and you're just like I really kidding? wish that either I have about a handful of like five solid ones that are just like they will they will win any of your bad photos <laughs> I don't think so no I guarantee you and I'm going to tell you about them because you're just going to be horrified and and then I, then of course then people are going to google them and then I <laughs> I am like so stupid for bringing this up. Um, but why not? It's mom brain. Um, so I tried Spanx one time because they told me right after Carmen was born. And I just like didn't have maternity clothes when I was pregnant with Carmen, really. I just continued to wear yeah. my yoga clothes. Big mistake because I thought I was being so frugal. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. have to buy more clothes. And then I just stretched them out. Oh, I know. So, so then, then had I had to buy new, new ones anyway. anyway. So that was like mistake. And you get tired of what you wear when you're mm-hmm. pregnant. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. And so I then tried these spinks that were like shorts and then went up like halfway up the belly. And I put them on and then I put yoga pants over it. Big mistake. And a tight t-shirt over it. And then I went out. And of course, there's paparazzi because it was right after the baby was born. And you can see this line. <sighs> and, and, and then just like my like fat coming out from the bottom and then my fat I coming cannot out from the imagine top. that I'm going to show it to you I'm I am going to show it to you it's bad it's really bad um and then some of my other ones were like Alec picking me up uh, while I was pregnant in front of like 200 the thing uh, is the p- fact that he could pick you up I was very well it was it wasn't a successful pickup <laughs> then let the bottom of my dress go so you're oh, seeing gosh. my butt I'm wearing a thong <laughs> I'm seven and a half months pregnant in can it was horrible uh, and then I'm making this face because you're sort of thinking I'm like, like, oh, wait, what's God, I'm wearing a here? T-length dress. It was so bad. It oh. was so bad. And then they put it on the front page of the paper the next oh, day. No, well, it's bad. I'm telling you, you, I win. I win page? with the worst. I win with the worst photo ever. But yeah, anyway, my husband stopped trying to pick me up <laughs> I mean, after by the, way, the 200 pregnant, mark. Pregnant or not pregnant. And my husband's tall. He's 6'4", but there's not much picking up no, going on. No. <laughs> um, so we, going back to the corset thing, so was I just wearing it wrong or was it the wrong corset? I definitely, I mean, I don't think they're comfortable. I don't think they're meant to be comfortable. But the idea being, 
you don't have a lot of stomach strength left after you give birth. And I think it's just supposed to help you, especially because I had a lot of back pain. It was like really yeah. helpful to me to not let it all hang out, you know. And look, there's something to be said for um, it's called relaxin, this like hormone that's through your body the whole, you know, the, I think it's up to six months after you give birth. And it is. It's helping your muscles go back, your body go back, re reestablish that old shape, sort of. Um, <laughs> but I also I just liked the impression that I got when I put it under clothes that like there was a I waist know. there again. <laughs> I like it's weird. I, I didn't wear it every day at no. all. And in fact, I probably wore it like a dozen times. But I did like the way it, it felt. I mean, I, I had a two c-sections so like there was something about it felt like armor you know I'd, like if somebody would right. like oh, yeah. run into me right. i don't think that would have felt great what was it like the second time because your older daughter was what a year a year and a half when you had your second she was older she was two she was two years a little uh, two years and some change but she's right at the height where when she runs into your stomach it's yeah. like hitting your scar I know. it's weird <laughs> like you just d go with it yeah. you know or like kick your stomach oh, probably would have felt good yes. but I think it's like for those little people, they can they can do whatever they want. You know, they don't mean to hurt. Um, no. And she was gentle. I mean, she she was really sweet about her baby sister, and she was excited about her. Oh she, my gosh! How did how did you talk? How did you break the news to her? And how did you talk about? She it with was her? so excited, and they're desperate for another. Oh really? Oh, really? They're on you. Desperate on me, but also like telling strangers <laughs> um, that mommy's I, ready. Yeah, they're like, no, mommy's bringing home a baby boy to put in my crib. Oh. And I'm I mean I'm not that I'm not breaking any sort of news here. No. Um, but they, we're so grateful you shared the exclusive. <laughs> With mom <laughs> today's show. That's going to be our teaser, by the way. Yes, I'm not, there's no news being broken, but I will say, like, if you ask their teachers, they think I'm pregnant, and strangers at you know so the coffee funny. shop. Um, but no, <laughs> my mom actually had the best idea, which was to send a picture of Barbara and me. I have a twin sister, so us when we were toddlers, like Mila's age, and to show the power of sisterhood and how much we loved each other. And in this particular picture, I'm squeezing her so tight you can see like red marks oh, on her neck. Um, and I think so. I think Mila just knew that, that this was going to be amazing to have a sister to mm -hmm. get a baby sissy. Um, and then the other things we did is we put, so she was really thrilled. Um, we put a picture of Mila on the little bassinet at the hospital. And, and so, and the baby Poppy was in the nursery. So Mila went and picked out her sister and she knew it was hers because her picture was there. Yeah. But, and then it didn't feel like, you know, this person was coming to invade our family, but really this was, this was somebody that was coming to, to complete it. And make it feel right and I think sisterhood is like I I kind of thought I was going to have a wolf pack of boys because I was a little bit of a tomboy and had a lot of guy friends in high school but having these girls these sisters who love each other is like the best gift in the world I just can't even explain how much I love it it's one thing that you've got to experience and it's one thing that I keep on trying to make yes. another girl so I have a girl <laughs> and then I have three boys and she says to me all the time, she's like, Mommy, are you pregnant with my little sister? And, and like, it just no, doesn't work that way It just doesn't work that way. And it's and it's a little heartbreaking because she says to me, I mean, I love my boys and I never yeah. wish that they, they weren't here and they weren't exactly how they are. But, you know, it's she says to me, Mommy, you only like boys because you only Aww. bring home boys. And I'm like, Aww. you're like, I'm not like, choosing you have no that. idea. I've tried to make a girl three well, times. Well, did you do that? Yeah, like, have you ever done the, like, day counting and the I did the day thing? counting. No. Oh, so you wanted for two girls. For a boy. For a boy, oh, so it didn't, work. And it didn't oh, Well, same. I wasn't getting pregnant, and so then I just was like, I'm so tired of like the day counting and the. I know. think I actually really think that um, the pressure of that yeah. and the like, the calculation of it and the like, we have to hit it now so that we get the right time. I really believe your body's like, nope, gonna yeah. shut that sh ship right down. Exactly, and also it's like there's nothing appealing about being like having oh, right, sex for the time for the, for the calendar. Go. You know, <laughs> no. it's like that. It's, we already have a little child, like and two jobs. <laughs> you know, right? How do you find the, the perfect time? <laughs> so we we blew that off. But I, and I will say, like, I do think. You know, she's going to be the sister of boys, and and that is also this beautiful gift. So it's like whatever you have, I think, is what's meant to be. Um, and like that sounds silly, but 
it becomes your story. Yeah. And so then it is what's meant to exactly. be. Exactly. Or you um, just keep going till you, you get them. Like my going. parents, is that your plan? they had three girls till they got the boy. They just had to keep going and going and Which going. Which is like, by the way, they could have had six girls and then, you know. <laughs> by the so way, my, my nanny is one of 12 girls. I'm oh sorry, gosh. what? Yeah, one of 12 girls, no boys. Are you kidding me? Yep. That's awesome. Yep. I kind of love awesome. that. So every is... single day I have a reminder of what could Could be. happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, well, you know what? If people tell me lots of different things. They say that one day she's going to love that it's just the two of us. And you know what? If it, if it happens, great. And if it doesn't happen, yeah, that's fine, that's fine too. I mean, we obviously didn't. The only pl- pregnancy that I planned was number four. Because I was like, all right, great. I had my girl. I had a boy. I had another boy. Obviously, it's time it's to have a girl, a girl. again. Yeah. Obviously. So I was like, let's try. Get pregnant immediately. Find out it's a boy. When they called me because I did the blood test, yeah. I literally just hung up the phone. Were you disappointed? I was. I was. And I have to say that I think that's it was something I was very embarrassed about. Yeah. Um, I cried. I, I hung I I my my friend uh, I call her my friend now because I'm a frequent frequent <laughs> customer there. So Lisa called me and she's like, Ilaria. And I said, Yeah. And she said, It's a boy. And I said, Okay. And I hung up the phone. And then I look at Alec and I was like frustrated with him in the moment about something. And I was like, I know what it is right now. And I was going to make you a special cake to tell you. And I'm not going to make this special cake anymore. And I'm like, of course, you're like super, super, super like yeah. hormonal and stuff like that. And then I told him. And then I spent the entire night couldn't sleep looking up grief pages which there actually are about not being able really? to get the gender yeah it's fa- it's absolutely fascinating and then my friend um maria jacobs i don't know if you know maria yeah, jacobs so she said to me she's like ilaria it's fine you just haven't met him yet mm. once you meet him he's gonna be your baby and you know what she was absolutely right and then i just came to terms with, you know what, if this is something that I feel that strongly about, I will just have another one. Yeah. Totally. And then I will have another one, another one. And I love Romeo and I would never want him to be a girl. No. And so and it, and also, it, but I do think there's something wise and knowing that you would maybe feel that way that you wanted a girl and so finding out before the baby was born because with Mila Mila was a surprise. Although my mom found out. My mom we let my mom um, find out from the doctor. There's a and little she piece kept of it paper. From you the whole time? She, well, this was at the very end of the okay. pregnancy, and she came oh. and she helped me, you know, set up the nursery like all day and like, you know, was like surprising me with stuff and just really kind, um, organizing things. She's a great organizer. And so we went to the doctor, and I, she didn't think she was going to be able to be at the birth because my dad's presidential library was opening on my due date. Oh wow. my goodness. Um, Mila came a month early, so I was able to go and my mom was able to come. But I was like, okay, well, since she can't be here, let's go ahead and let the doctor tell her. And Henry was like, do I have a say in this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they wrote on a little piece of paper, it's a girl. And then I, you know, I found out a couple of weeks later when she came early. But, and I do think my water broke in my baby shower. No. Which was traumatic. Oh my gosh! And be, believe me, there was crying because pe- there were pregnant people that were like, "This is horrifying." <laughs> the and, first pregnant horror film. And Mila's was breach. Oh god! So oh. it was like a real, like it was you a know, lot. a real water breaking like comedy. Um, and I was crying, and then I was like laughing and crying. But it was, and there was one man in the room, the caterer, who just like threw the paper towels at us and like laughed. He was like, "I'm out, he laughed. done. This is about uh, my, my job description." Yep. <laughs> but I do. Everybody thought Mila was a boy, and we were going around. And when I was opening the present, somebody would like name the boy. Everybody was boy, boy, boy. And I kind of feel like Mila was like, I am a girl, you know, (laughs) here I come. That's so funny. Um, But I think until my mom found out, but with Poppy, I wanted a boy. I mean, I, I don't know why. I just did. And so I found out because I thought like I didn't want my first moment of yes. meeting this incredible human being to feel disappointing in any way. Right. Right. And I feel like if you have a preference, it's good to go ahead and figure it out right. and then have those months to just like get over what your preconceived notion was, you yes. know? Yes. Because it's only about expectations. Exactly. It's just, it's this silly planning thing. And I think that also when you're pregnant, because you have that nesting and you have this just very weird yeah. energy, uppity mm-hmm. energy. And, and it's like, well, this has to be this way and it has to be very specific. Yeah. And I think because of that, you can get into the danger of like, well, it's going to be like this and this and this and this. Exactly. And then you're like, whoa, it's not. Yeah. And and also like how cool that we don't have control over, the, you know, I mean, exactly. I think it's pretty 
But I also think it's funny how you grow up and wherever it happened along the way, thinking of yourself as a mother of like yes. a, a wolf pack of boys or uh, same for me. I thought for sure because my parents had had so many girls and I felt like I was the, you know, live in yeah. second mother for all these <laughs> children all the time. I really felt for certain that my destiny was going to be all all boys. Yeah. And it was so funny when when we had Philo first and it and then we had um, and then we had John after her and then a girl again. It became so clear. It was actually having Nika, our third, where I was like, gosh, it was actually really important important for me for Philo to have a sister because that was actually yeah. the seminal relationship well, exactly. for us you know um, but now I feel like it's really important for John to have a brother oh, so I just are don't you want... gonna how many do you think you're gonna have like 27 children both of you <laughs> have 27 together. children <laughs> I, there's a there's something weird in, in this like water in here so just you know drink or don't drink Why? partake or don't partake have others have many babies <laughs> oh, okay so a lot many, of, a lot of many babies I think I think I have one more pregnancy in me you never know I, I feel just like one Daphne I don't know I say that just now just one that's because... four children because <laughs> I'm you tired you something one to two was hard two to three not so bad are you sure three, i'm so sure yeah. a three to four was like nothing do you think about happened. a third yes yeah three, three is great but but i think about a third but i also and i do not know i mean we live in new york city we both work like we have to think about practically totally. i think if we lived in texas which i would have you know, yeah. not that it's any easier, but like you can have more space. No, it's goldfish in growing into a yeah. bowl. It's yeah. like you expand into your space. I just think about the practical Although stuff. Although they're pretty little for a while. So my two closest, so Rafa and Leo, number two, number three, they share a room yeah. together. Well, and I and I'm always gonna put share Romeo, a room. I'm going to put Romeo in the room with them, too. I already put his name sign on the, on the door. That he is... sleeps with me right now. But once he goes to one, I'm putting him in the boys' room. We're going to close the door. We're going to pad everything. And we're just going like, <laughs> to pray. Let him duke it out. Exactly. Just get it together. No, in but there, I shared a room with my sister. And even now, we just went on a book tour. And they were like, OK, here are your two room keys. And we were like, two room keys? <laughs> we're very happy sleeping one together. One king bed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is and I think it creates this bond between mm -hmm. siblings. I mean, that, you're right. Like, you can figure it out. I just, I get worried about the logistics. Is the twin thing real? Do you guys have, like, weird telepathic moments? Yes. And, really? Yes and no. But, I mean, yeah, I like, she's my very closest friend. And there's something about having somebody that goes through the same exact stage of life with you at the same time. Yeah. Being a twin, I would love to have twins. I mean, even though that would be horrifying that's what i if i had to go through like an invasive path to get pregnant i for sure was doing twin boys right. <laughs> like, that's oh, what I, it would be i know and i kind of prayed like to have two girls and then twin boys yes. even though when they turn 16 i would probably have a heart attacks <laughs> but, um i think we we are just so so close because you know if somebody's older or younger then there might be like this judgment like oh the little brother thinks this way about this circumstance but we were going through all of these kind of awkward, odd times mm -hmm. at the exact same stage of life. Mm -hmm. So where our point of reference is just so, so similar. And she's my best friend. Do you guys handle things differently, though? Like, do you handle stress differently? Yes. Do you handle, really? And actually, due to a lot of therapy, we realized... We love therapy around here. We're, we're big fans. We realized <laughs> that, we're, that that's in relation to each other. That, you know, she takes things in, and I'm a little bit more... Um, explosive it sounds like very dramatic <laughs> but I'm a little bit more forward yeah forward and she takes things in and that's sort of how we are dynamic and that maybe that's the reason why we are who we are today it's very interesting and we were both working on the negatives of those things did you, did you read that book the five love languages yes I wonder if that happens with siblings too that like these are permanent relationships in your life. If you guys haven't read um, Frank Bruni, who's a writer from the uh, New York Times, mm -hmm. he wrote this beautiful thing about the gift of siblings. And it actually is the reason why Barbara and I wrote Sisters First, a book we wrote together about a year ago. Because we feel like, you know, you spend as much time with them as you do your parents, if not yeah. maybe more, more, you know? Mm -hmm. And that this gift is this, uh, it should be a gift. And really, I think that people, that little kids love each other from the moment of birth, and it's just adults who can mess that up. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to not compare your children. I mean, Barbara and I, Barbara went to Yale. I went to the University of Texas. She applied to like 77 Ivy League schools, if there are that many, um, and got into every single one. I did not apply to one. Um, and I think had we been compared, things could have gone south really fast. But our parents really embraced these different Your sides of us. Side, yeah. And it was so, it was so lucky because we loved each other. We didn't, there was no competition. And I think that's really important mm -hmm. because I do think kids love each other 
that's the natural instinct is love. Yeah. And then the only reason why something gets in the way of that is adults or, or life. Um, but anyway, read Frank Bruni's article because it really will make you think about your siblings oh, and maybe your yeah. kids and their. Yeah, definitely. And how you nurture um, differences and yeah. and also give the fabric of the family a very consistent look too. like mm-hmm. I think I think that's something if I'm remembering the article correctly, I think that was something that really stuck out, stuck out to me was like only your siblings will know how crazy your parents totally. were and like how different or and like remember these silly remember like, these silly moments yeah. that were just so like I remember there have been so many weird Wait, things you're that have one happened. of four I'm one of four okay so you're definitely gonna have another baby I, <laughs> <laughs> well I always joked I wanted seven now I'm just like slowing down yeah. <laughs> like the, the train is Let working its way up the hill um, if you decide to have another one <laughs> When she decides. When you decide to have another one. Once uh, you hit the number four, yeah. I think that there's something about you. are like, eh, okay, eh, I can have another one. Once I'm your body heals and although you maybe, do that weird maybe forgetting thing. Four feels like a nice round a nice number. Round That's number. what people said to four, me. Four, you but can then, still drive but, a normal car. Like, I'm worried about the Sprinter van yeah. that is coming in my future. Exactly. Beyond. We've already looked at one. Oh got, Who's going to drive that? How big that? is it? Me. I, I drive everywhere. How big? It's like a big, big van. Like, yes, like a bus. <laughs> I actually was kind of wishing we had a mini. I had a minivan growing mm-hmm. up with, like, the They're wood great. on the of course. baby blue with wood yes. paneled. Yes. And I'm like, I want a minivan. I don't want, like, a huge Suburban. Yeah. If I have another child, I want a minivan. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of, embra- I've started wearing a backpack again because I need my hands to be free. No, I thought you were going to say a fanny pack. I do wear one of those, <laughs> I mean, too. Back- <laughs> Fanny packs are very They're chic. So chic they again. Chic. They're so chic again, and I feel like the minivan could become chic again. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Let's bring no. back the minivan. We if had a Volvo station one. wagon. Oh, no, I love. A st- I actually, of you guys did. I want a station wagon too, but I like really want like an old. Woody station wagon. Okay, so here's how we're going to share this old, like, memory. I'm going to have the farm and the, like, churn my own butter moment, and you will drive the kids in the station wagon. Is that what your dream is? Uh, Yeah. Where? You know, uh, I think probably upstate New York. I think somewhere sort of still close to civilization, but, you know. And live there permanently? Yeah, I kind of love, or, you know, I went to school in New Jersey. I feel like there's a part of me that feels like a big New Jersey farm could be amazing. And I, I need a taste of the city. Like, it was interesting hearing you talk about you and Barbara and you know take like I feel like I feed off energy until it exhausts me and I like can take the city for a couple days and I just need to get the hell out of Dodge and I really feel I had this really interesting reading yesterday by an astrologer (laughs) sorry I'm like a deep weird state right now I like that Um, but it was fascinating because he was like giving me my thing and I'm an Aquarius but I have like a Gemini rising and a Gemini moon and I really crave grounding I really Mm -hmm. crave real things I really and that's why probably I went into food he's like one of the best ways you can feed the real is with good food yeah. and, and, and wellness but also just being outside being in nature growing things feeling like you are contributing to something real that way um so anyway yeah i see the farm in my future but i just don't see the mini it's so funny because i i feel that too i mean i feel and i think probably because i've lived in the city now for nearly 10 years yeah. and, and i grew up in such a different way that i like crave being outside mm-hmm. and like and i feel like i'm like taking my shoes off in my house and trying to ground me like <laughs> cement of new york city and like mila's like what are you doing but i've been feeling that way recently mm-hmm. like how important it is to root and i do think that has something to do with having kids and i always say to henry i mean our, our life here is not done yet but if it is done i want the completely different chapter i want to like move to virginia and like have a farm or move to leapers fork tennessee like i want a totally different and i see that for our family yeah like i see something that's not even close to new york city as a second chapter because i kind of think why not like Teach your kids that there's beauty in everything, and Completely. it doesn't have to be, you know, fancy. And they, New they York. just get so cooped up as well. I mean, I always it always really hits me this time of year with the kids, and, and you know, because we're you know, especially on really cold days. Did you either of y'all grow up in the city? I always grew up in a city. Yeah, and in so I crave city. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, we have we have a home out in Amagansett, yeah. and it's the only time that I've ever really spent time in, as I call it, the wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never stayed at that home alone because I'm the kind of person where I hear well sirens. No, I, I don't. I get very nervous. I hear sirens. I hear screaming. And, and I'm like, 
great. If something happens to me, somebody will hear me. It'll be great. I go out there and you're, you're here like, chirp, chirp, woo, woo, all these different things. <laughs> like, the Axeman is coming. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so anytime, like, you know, before, obviously, I'm never alone now because I have a million children. But anytime, like, Alec would be traveling and I wouldn't be going with him, I would, like, make one of my friends come. And not only would they stay in the house with me, they would have stay to in sleep in my bed with yeah. me. And I'd be like, okay, we're just leaving a all the lights on in the house. <laughs> Something Laura has done that actually I'm really like so I think it's such a good thing. Her friends have become aunts and uncles to her kids. Mm-hmm. I feel like she has a lot of like really close gay friends mm-hmm. also. So her like Alec gay uncles. Let me be friends with any straight men. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to, right? So the kids have all these like fab uncles and and, and, a, and a few women in there I, too. By the way, um, it is so much easier. We just came, we were upstate this weekend with some friends and Savannah who I work with and Siri who I work with and we it's so much easier. Yesterday we were texting and we were like, "Miss you." I mean, even though I see Savannah every day and I'm <laughs> going to work out with her after this, but raising like being in a house with all these kids and like all these parents. I mean, some things happened. Like my husband was like, "Well, you were getting a massage." Like we did like yoga and got a massage. Poppy ate a laxative. Oh, oh no. that's fun! It turned <laughs> really ugly, really wow. fast. It was a children's laxative. It looked like a chocolate. Of I'm course. not sure where she found it or oh, why. Um, it was scary, but um, oh, my but goodness. it was also you know. Luckily, we were with people with a lot of children, so they understood. Parents get it. The horror of a, ch- a three-year-old eating a chocolate oh. chocolate laxative. Oh wow! Um, I know it was not great, but the point <laughs> is, is that there is so there's something so wonderful about finding this group of people, whoever they are, who like can kind of help. Like it's the village, and you know. Exactly. Put humor in it too, and be in it. Oh, with totally. You because and just, like, if have you're that at experience. home, and that ha- I mean, oh I've, my. <laughs> Recently, I felt really like down on myself just because I've like had a little bit of a, a, a difficult year and I've been working so much and traveling that like I've lost some of the humor, you know, and yeah. things that my kids used to do that I used to laugh or would joke along with them. And I think we go into stages and I've been it's dealing cycles. with it and cycles and I think it's normal, like, yeah. you know, but that would have been much more stressful alone. Whereas with them, it was like, oh, this is hilarious. You know, I'm picturing like the bridesmaid scene for you, but like the child. All I can tell you is that we were finally asleep at like after eating tons and having like a fun dinner. And somebody came into our room with a, with a sticky situation. I know. The poor babe. I think it's important that your kids see you, deal with emotions and and that my therapist says the same thing (laughs) (laughs) but it's you know humans have those and and much worse that they feel like that's a bad thing or that they not have any way of coping with them or any way to engage with them 100 i just think for whatever reason i was not i felt like a natural mom because i was a teacher i love babies like i didn't ever read and this may be cocky almost but I didn't read parenting books I felt like I have this Mm -hmm. and it felt so natural Mm -hmm. to me and then I think when life gets a little bit difficult you really have to reassess like how you you, first of all you have to reassess your patient level and and just like you and and take deep breaths and feel and so and of course like you know when your kids are going through different stages there's going to be different challenges my kids were great sleepers and all of a sudden, like I have in my car here, a, a stoplight because Poppy's been getting out of her crib and whatever it is. Like, and instead of, I think it's okay to be like, wait, I don't totally have this, and like the world isn't going to end. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that I'll go through phases, and I and it was it's interesting that you're talking about this now because I feel like it was when I had two kids that I started to that feel way. this way. And I, again, it was at the beginning. It was like I'm the best parent yes. in the world. I don't know how anyone has problems with this. Exactly, this is great. just speak to them, and then they go through a difficult phase, and then you go out there, and then you talk, and you talk to your girlfriends, yes. you talk to your therapist. Exactly, you re- that's when the books come out. That's when totally. the pod- Cast come out. I remember I was listening to um, a book on tape while I would go run, and I would have like tears yeah. streaming down my face. And it wasn't even that helpful, to be honest. No. But I just needed a little bit of support and hope to get through the phase. And some of it was like a little bit of like tweaks in parenting, and yeah. some of it was just like the you're going to stay okay, mm-hmm. and we're going to get through. And it. how and a three year old acts? End. Yeah, three is such. A hard yeah, age. It it's is so because they want to push the boundaries, and of then course. you're like, "Wait, am I parent?" I, I I do think too. It's like now with we talked about this on the show today, actually, with like social media and with all of these resources available. 
as opposed to probably my parents who were like, gosh, they're just three-year-olds. Let's like put them in the room and they'll get through it. Right. We kind of over assess things, or at least I do. And then I, I there's too, too much judgment on, on myself. Right. Well, you feel like you should have a strategy for everything. I think the problem with this wealth of information that we have and all the dialogue we yeah. have, like our parents parented as part of the rest of their life. Right. I think parenting now is such a, like, a forward verb and everyone wants to do it perfectly and everyone knows everything else about everyone else's version yeah. of it. And I do, I think it's a lot of pressure. And it's also like, you're going through it for the first time. So especially with your oldest, as you as you start to experience these new phases where they are, they're asserting themselves. Yeah. They're not content to just have you sort of dictate whatever's totally. happening during the day. Also, they'll start asking you questions that for me just like totally floored me. I had no way. My, my father-in-law passed away. And like, yeah. how do you deal with death? And how oh do you gosh. deal with the afterlife? And how Milo do you was with me when I was when I found out my grandmother died. I was alone. Um, Henry had been was in Texas. My sister was in Texas. We were going down there for something else. And I was alone in our apartment. Our babysitter had gone home. It was just, and Poppy was asleep. And I get the phone call and Mila's there. And of course, like, I'm not going to be like, go to your room. Like she had to see, you know, my heart break a little bit. But then she was so, it was like this great gift because to see uh, her love, like she was like painting me pictures of my grandmother and then would say prayers to her, which I, you know, as an adult who's jaded and older and forgets like how beautiful to like talk to a person that's gone you know and so kid like um but yes and how to support someone going through grief like her her response she she probably came and came and gave you a big hug and she wanted to be near <sighs> you and support you yes and it wasn't awkward about like how do i you know when you don't know what to say as an adult you just don't say anything exactly. that's the worst you know you, you you people just need to feel you there and yeah. that's actually amazing i, I, she I think also to see what i find i lost my grandmother two years ago and to see your children and to see youth, it puts the whole circle yeah. of life in perspective. And that's kind of, you know, the age that we all are right now. Yeah, we're going to lose people. We're mm-hmm. going to we're gonna lose people. And it's our, un- scary, it's our turn to be the grown-ups. I know. And that's one of the scariest things. Is like, okay, now I have to explain this to my kid. And I have to let go of the people who explained that's it to 100%. me. That's a hundred percent. That's very right. And then, and that, and by the way, that causes a little bit of not anxiety, but for me, like this pressure. Like all of a sudden, I think before I was carefree and I was mothering, and it felt great, and I wasn't so worried. But with the whole generation that we adored and that meant so much to us gone, all of a sudden. You're like, wait, it's a lot of pressure. That, a, a lot of like your childhood yeah. is gone then. And, you know, it does cause pressure. I find that, you know, I'll, I'll do certain things like at, at Christmas time, I'll make her recipes mm-hmm. and we talk about her or different things that she, you know, gave gave to my daughter, you know, a, a red dress mm-hmm. that was way too big for her, fortunately, and now still fits yeah, her. It's so perfect. We'll, we'll try to keep it very relevant. And um, and it's interesting because, you know, for a while um, I didn't I didn't speak about death with her because I was just so afraid of it and then she kept on asking and I was like just nauseous at mm-hmm. the idea of mm-hmm. any kind of negativity coming into her awareness but then you realize that they do have to mm-hmm. they do have how to how old is she she's five yeah Mila's five too so yeah. yeah so she's five so she just started understanding it about like in the past year and then she has her times where she's scared you say, mommy, I, I don't, I don't want to die, and you and I are going to live, live forever, and you know, I always want to be with you, and you know, somebody gave gave advice to me that you have to kind of figure out what what you believe. Mm-hmm. And then put that into perspective. What happens to you after it? Which is really, really yeah, difficult. Yeah, it's a big question. It's a really big question because um, they need some sort of mm-hmm. story to go along with it. Well, we, we you know, go to church and, and we definitely have a belief system. And I think one thing that my parents did that was really cool was never, like, implement any of their beliefs on us like mm-hmm. they never and people think that's so weird I don't, because I come from a family where I guess you'd expect that but whether it was political or religious or whatever we were just really allowed to kind of find our own way mm-hmm. and so I want that for my girls but it's interesting just by like going to Sunday school you know once a month I mean not whenever we actually get there whenever we actually get there Mila said I when my grandpa died earlier this you know at the end of the year um, my husband, I I woke up to the news and I said to Henry, like, oh, my gosh, I just can't believe this is happening right before Christmas. And Mila overheard 
And I and Henry like kind of closed the door and let me just have a moment because I like woke up to the news and I needed a second to process it. And um, and Mila said to Henry like, Daddy, of course it happened right before Christmas. Gampy needed to get to Ganny to decorate their Christmas tree. And I thought like, what a beautiful thought. Um, and and that doesn't need to be like so. You know, there it's not so religious or so specific, but like that's what she thinks, and I'm. I'm okay with that. That comforted me. Um, but it is interesting. Like, I know. How did we get this deep? I mean, we I went know. from courses. This, this is, is what happens. What happens. We're like, we exactly. Need There's no agenda. We just start. We just start chatting. We've talked about a lot of how to how to adult. It feels like, and how to adult in parenting. What do you do to feel like a kid? Oh well, that I've been doing more of that this year yeah. because I mean, since January, because I felt like I'd lost a little bit of that. I felt like with work and with responsibilities and with what we were just talking about, I'd become like lost my childlike manners, which I am that way. I mean, I'm like, we laugh a lot and some of that had faded just cause I didn't feel like it, you know? Um, but we dance and just, we dance, we ha have a blast. Um, I think we make funny jokes, which are like probably a little bit potty talkish, which whatever, <laughs> they're funny. Um, I, and laughing at my, like, Li really listening to what my kids say. The other thing is I'm a daughter of a librarian, so I love to read. Personally, I love to read. And right now, Mila and I are nearly done with the Junie B. Jones series. She's hilarious. She's precocious. She's sort of bad, so some of it I edit, but, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> and we laugh hysterically, and I think that that's really fun. Like, find something that you and your child can share. It's it's so true. Whenever I'm having a hard day, I just go and I just watch them. Yeah. Last night, Carmen, after we got the boys to bed, I let her stay up a little bit later. And she is like, Mommy, I make her do these phonics books. And she's like, Mommy, you know what? I want to write a story right now. And then my first instinct was like, I'm so tired. I know. And she's asking how to spell every single word. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know if I have the energy for that right now. And I feel like bad about myself, but I actually don't. Yeah. And then she's like, no, no. This is how my this is how my story goes. And she takes out a, a drawing paper and she starts to draw. She was like, there was a fairy princess and she had a butterfly and then she wanted to feed carrots. And she gets this whole like long story that she's just drawing. Oh, my God. And I'm like, Carmen, where did you learn to do this? She's like, I don't know. I just do it on my own. And then she turns the page and then da, 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 and she just she as she's talking to herself. And so I just I just stopped talking. Yeah. And I was just listening to her. And I can't even tell you exactly what the story was about. But she was so into it and it was so magical and so innocent. Yeah. And it was just like all is well in the world. And creative right now. and interesting. Creative and, and I'm like genius child. Great. <laughs> I think and I think we do connect over laughing. I mean, with my with my family, that's how we we make it happy. You know, and my grandparents love to laugh. My parents love to laugh. My sister loves to laugh. So that's where we get joy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think even when you're not feeling great, it's like make like let your kids have those moments of hilarity yes. because they deserve it, you know. And I think you want them. Somebody told me this once, and I think it's so true. Like you can't control what goes on outside like the four walls or however many walls you have in your house. I think ours is a square apartment. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's like I can't control what they're going to feel like at school or like the headlines. And I think people more than ever feel down with looking at whatever's going on and people are lonelier than ever. Yeah. Your dad said that on the TV this morning. Um, I'm sure, no, but it's real. That is that is the epidemic of today. I is know. this like we're all so quote unquote connected, connected. but, but we're nobody's so connected. Lonely. Yeah. Um, but so the point is, you can't control any of that, but you can control what happens like in these four walls mm -hmm. and the feeling that your kids have, and like it's not always going to be perfect. And but like, so why not? laugh like why not put on music and dance around your you know let them jump on we the do couch it every night yeah it's so we have fun. dance parties uh, every we single love night. A dance party and it's mm -hmm. the easiest and also your kids love to see you be silly yeah. they're like mom yeah you're an animal you know <laughs> totally. or that, and they see that i'm a terrible dancer and that it doesn't matter totally. they see that, like, oh no they think it's fantastic they, but also that you're having fun that you know fun um how do you i mean look I, at the today show you run the gamut of hard news fun news whatever how do you take what you deal with at work and filter it when you get home yeah. or just like not bring it into the house if you can't or um well I think one thing is I get to be a student you know I get to meet these incredible people and like the way you all do and get to ask questions about things I'm interested in yeah. and 
I've been there 10 years now. So there's, I get the opportunity to, to read articles and dive into these different stories, which feels really empowering so that maybe I am a better mom or wife or community member, mm-hmm, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the negative stuff, you know, I, it's harder sometimes than, it, you know, to come home after you've had a bad day for whatever reason or read something that's really disappointed you or whatever it is. Like, but again, it's like you have this one shot there's this one, these four walls, this little space. It's like I try to get rid of that. And maybe I need like a bath sometimes. I mean, I'm not always like when you said you're, they want an extra book or something. And if you're exhausted, it's hard it's to like hard. have hard. that patience. So I try to give myself space, like work out even though. What's the workout class you guys are going to? Well, we're doing a start. This is why I'm wearing this beautiful watch. We're doing a start today series on, um, and Savannah and I are dance moms. Oh. oh. We, we work out twice a week together anyway, but this is, we're going to learn a dance routine. Oh, oh my God, I can't epic. wait to see this. <laughs> it is going to be very um, Jane Fonda 1980. Oh, so good. She's Do my the leg idol. warmers. Yes. Leg warmers. She's her. amazing. But in this, we won't look like Jane Fonda doing the dance. But that's okay. As long as you close your eyes and you feel like we'll Jane Fonda, fun. then it's steel. all okay. Is she buns of steel? Am I crazy? No, that's, no. that's Tammy Lee Webb. Oh, wow. See? You really do I, know. I, I am a fitness instructor because I was obsessed with fitness videos since I was a little kid. Did you ever do Suzanne Summers? Yes. Was, oh, the thigh obviously, master. Obviously, the thigh master. Yes. A- absolutely. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, yes. No, I am. I am a complete, like... Nerd Working out to, is a good way to blow off. Steam. It really is, and that's why I have them. So we have like every single night. I f- I feed them, I bathe them, I brush their teeth, I put their pajamas on, and then we have um a, like a reward system that I do yeah. of like how good they were that day, and then yeah. they get like patches and pennies and stuff like that, and then they can like. Why they work? They work for a toy. That is no, it's fantastic. Know, it's, it's very. It's going so. It well. actually, her children really respond to this. This idea that like you can earn a patch or you can earn a penny and or that, take them away. The, oh, it's the, like a demerit, oh, it's a demerit system. system also. And it's and it's a group pool thing. So it's not like Carmen got five patches and Rafa got oh, it's seven all patches of them together. It's like you, you were nice, great. That goes into the group patch thing and then they get the same amount of pennies and then once they get a hundred they put them in their little piggy bank and then once they get a hundred pennies then I give them they buy a toy which obviously costs yeah. more than a hundred pennies but you get but the toys, they give like me all their closet. pennies and I bring them a toy wait no, I think that is fantastic. a genius plan I, my kids don't really respond that well to that no but no, I haven't either. tried it no, that's no, no, a really you, good you structure you have to try it you have to be consistent yeah. about it Carmen gets it differently than Rafa yeah. gets it differently than Leo gets it but you just you just stay consistent about it sometimes they run away and I'm like we are doing patches right now and I'll be like we're I'm taking away all the wait, patches do you do and they're patches like every single night every single night so we do it it's every single night that's why I haven't and they can right. give each yeah. other patches during the day so like Carmen can be like wow Rafa said thank you well, when I, I gave him this. I love how that brings like mm-hmm. so they're rewarded for being nice to each other. Now it, a lot of times, like you know, completely honest, a lot of times I will forget to do the patches during the day. So I take a random handful of patches and I give it to them. And then I'm like, I saw that you did this. Yeah. I saw also that this one hit that one. So we're going to take a patch away. Yeah. So then, and then for, I make like up some reason why they get like that many patches. And then we do the pennies, but they are so excited that they put their little. Do you like, because I'm sorry, like I'm, I'm no, it's uh, great. asking you, this is, but whatever. Do you do, you're so into like yoga and meditation. Do you do any of that with your kids? So then. We have dance party, and they each get to pick a song. Mm-hmm. And I put it on my phone. Uh, Leo is really my two-year-old is really into the Ghostbusters song right oh now, gosh, which is, is magical. It's like twelve minutes of dancing. Also, right. well, that, I know. Yeah, it's and like they and they get tired. Okay, thank you for saying <laughs> what I'm thinking. Yes. And then they get tired. Carmen likes the middle or that like Fifty Shades oh, of Grey. Love the middle. Or that the, my the, kids the, like Material Girl yes, and, and, and like every Billy Joel, Elton John, Tiny Dancer. But don't you think that's because you're playing it? You're like, let's create. Believe me, interest. I really? have never yeah. once played Tiny Dancer of my own volition <laughs> oh, in my I home. I love Tiny no, Dancer. No, it's a great song. We have Mejente, we have Enrique Iglesias, we have huh. Material have Girl, and own, we have Elton John. They have their own taste. That's, really, I like that and song. Billy, and, and um, oh my gosh, Bruce Springsteen. What? Dancing in the Dark is my I, son's like, favorite song. But I love song. Dancing in the Dark. The greatest. It's the, obviously, the, I am a Jersey girl. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen is, you know, next to, next to holiness. So it's, you know, fine. Um, but no, I think, you know what I love about this, though? Is they sent something home in Philo's school the la- last week, which was like, it was like a be nice badge type of thing where you encourage the kids to call out with each other. Like, oh, John did this 
this really nice thing for me. And that, I think, is what is really fun about what you play with here is like they get it's a team thing. It's not like, oh, totally. I won today. And it's also, again, not competing with right. each other. Right. It's like ma- making them lift each other up. And they try to. Carmen's like, I got more pressure. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah. It's all for everybody. We all have to mm. figure out a way to get along together. So then we do dance party. Yeah. And then we do yoga. And I make it so ridiculous. I turn on that Enya song. And oh, all, I love and that all the, and, I know exactly, when you yes, say that you know, the, song. Uh, the yoga and your song. <laughs> and then yes, only time. <laughs> and then and then I make them do some random poses. And a lot of times I'm I mean, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm just making stuff yeah. up. They respond well to animals. I'm like, you know, the monkey lion. pose, yes, parrot <laughs> pose, whatever. And they get really excited. Then that makes them calm down. Then they go and they read books with Alec. Mm-hmm. And then it's bedtime. And, and is that like at twelve o'clock at night? Yeah. <laughs> Seven PM. So you start, you start early. early. I start early. So, but between seven and then Carmen can sometimes stay, stay up, up till seven. eight yeah. or eight, or eight, and we'll like we'll read books. We're reading Ramona the Pest. Yeah, fine. Um, all all of that. You know, same thing that you're yeah, doing, yeah. And, and just be able to sit down and she doesn't have like a, a million tiny but little it is boys starting like, early. It's like having that t- mm-hmm. making that time. I just get, I get so excited when they're sleeping too. I know. Like I too. love them very much, and when they're <laughs> sleeping, because, I'm like, yes, you know why? You because we not only for ourselves, but also like I've read the studies. I mean, I've done stories. Oh, Need it. How important sleep is for all of us, but particularly for growing brains. So, like, when sometimes when they're not sleeping, I'm like, it is eight twenty-two, and your brain is not growing. You know, it's like I feel panicked. (laughs) I'm totally with you. I feel totally panicked about the like science of it, which is so silly. But uh, because I'm sure they're going to be fine. But I wish. Yes, yes, they will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I like that because I do think. when my children have melts, which is not often, but but when they do, um, particularly one of them, it's w- was it can be intense, mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't know how um, to handle it because they it's don't not have meltdowns very often. No, they're not all the time. That's not they go their to sleep by seven yeah, fifteen. <laughs> that's not their natural state. Like, yeah. and she has them like this weekend when we were like, staying up late and eating whatever we want. It's mm-hmm. worse, right? Yeah, and um. And I don't know, like, how you – I feel like somebody that teaches yoga or, like, is so calm would be better. No, I'm a, I'm a drill sergeant. I'm very strict with them. And I am the disciplinarian. So what happens when the melt happens in your so, house? So, I mean, I'm trying different things. So my thing is that I have two boys that are very close in age. So, well, actually, all three boys are very close in age. <laughs> but Ruff and Leo are 14 and a half months yeah, apart. And it's moly. a lot. And they're very uh, aggressive yeah. physically sometimes. Um, and I'm, like, super namaste. Like, we do not hurt flies. Yeah. We are, like, very – we're very – um, and so I've gone back to timeouts. Yeah. Um, and and not it's nothing crazy. No. It's like ten seconds, yeah. maybe thirty seconds. Um, and then I've Leo, my my two year old, so my third child, is going through something where he gives himself timeouts, which is like makes your blood oh boil gosh. and laugh. Because he's at like the same he doesn't even care. Because he'll go and he'll hit somebody. He'll be like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go take timeout, and he runs over to the chair that I put them in the timeout, and he's like, Okay, sorry. It's like yeah, and then he goes and he does it again. <laughs> I go take timeout. He literally took like 15 timeouts in a row today, and he just was like giggling and laughing, and I'm like, he's not getting it. Yeah. But what I realized because my other two children did the same thing that you just continue to do it. Yeah. And then eventually they get it. And now if I give Carmen or Rafa timeout, which I rarely have to do, especially with Carmen, she's yeah. never, never, never. Um, she's so embarrassed. Yeah. And then that's it. She won't do it again. Um, but and like, Leo you know when it's that. like a crazy melt, which is like more about the emotional state mm-hmm. than like a behavior. A lot mm-hmm. of times they just need love and a big yeah. hug. My yeah. my ground rule is you don't hurt anyone. Yeah. You never yeah, hurt see, anyone. Yeah, see girls, like they're not, they're that's not, not as, their thing. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, Carmen, I mean, is influenced sometimes by the vibe is self-defense. I mean, it's more like crazy melt, like, you know, and and freak out. Emotional. So don't want to say don't stop crying. So with Carmen, a lot of it, with that kind of energy, a lot of it is she has to stay honest because she'll just get like, you don't love me and yeah. you don't like me and you don't want to be my friend. And I'm like, that none of that is true. You're saying to me that you don't like me right now, mommy. And I'm like, that no, 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 that's not true. Yeah. So I'll make her repeat what I said. Yeah. I'm saying I love you and you can't yeah. run around do whatever with you're doing because that's not yeah. safe. Yeah. I'm sorry that you're upset with that, but that is the ground rule. And eventually they come around to it, but you got to stick your ground yeah. to what's true, what's kind, what's necessary. And what's consistent. It yes. sounds like what you, mm-hmm. I like, like I need she, something, I, but I agree with you because in the very beginning, especially when we were, when Hilari and I were first starting to become friends and I would be there with, and we'd have all of our kids together and it does get with seven children around. It's it gets really, yeah. really nuts. But um, something that I always marveled at was her ability to keep this sort of equanimity calm. Yeah. 
in this storm because I have I have kind of a temper and obviously I keep it away from my kids. Yeah. But like but my, my poor husband. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. But you know, I like I get frazzled or frustrated and my response is like, listen or you know, whatever. Yeah. And um not only do they not respond, you look totally I look totally absurd and they're sort of like, Oh, you're you're yeah. a joke. Like yeah. I'm not gonna listen to you. But I also something Hilaria said to me, which I really struck a chord and has helped me a lot was um, picture picture the situation tomorrow. Yeah. And how would you have told yourself to handle it tomorrow? Because in the moment, you're like, why Frustrated. won't you understand? Yeah. Stop screaming. Stop hitting your brother. Stop torturing him. Because like the five to three thing, Philomena's four, she'll be five at the end of the month. But like her, she and her brother will fight over the silliest things. And, and I will... You know, I'll expect from her to be a grown up because there's so many things about her that are precocious and she gets it. And I'm like, oh, you're my little buddy. And then I remember that if I didn't have younger kids, I'd still think of her like a baby. Definitely. So I try to I remember that always that that idea of like, how would I respond? How would I ask myself to respond to this if I were looking at it tomorrow? So it just allows you to take a breath basically is what that does. You know the saying, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. It's it's essentially that I'm so depleted in some ways mm-hmm. i mean i i kid, kid me not i'm tired yeah i get frustrated yeah i'm so depleted in so many ways and i don't have the energy to not get it right a lot of the time not all the time i lost my temper the other day i still will lose my temper yeah. but most of the time i really am trying to get it more or less right yeah because you know the because long i know game. later on i don't want to have to like come back i mean the other day carmen is so into these shoes and i and it was it's not Appropriate weather yeah. for these shoes, <laughs> yeah. and oh, that's I, a big I'm very frustrated. And she's telling me that UGG boots are uncomfortable, and I'm like, says no one yeah, ever. Seriously, no one ever said UGG boots. <laughs> they are. might have said and, they were unattractive. Right. But... Exactly, <laughs> completely agree with you there. And I'm trying to make her, and she's being really, really, really difficult and crying about it. And, I, and then I feel for her because I remember when I would have to wear things yeah. that I wanted when I was younger, and I don't want to like. But at the same time, I need to protect her little feet. Yeah. And so I made her, I made her put her on, them on, and I'm getting frustrated with her, and she's like, mommy. Why are you yelling at me? And I'm not actually yelling, but like more than my normal calm voice with them. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You are so right. And I had to I had to own it. But that teach like even that moment is teaching of apologizing for them. Yeah. teaches them how to apologize, yes. which is an important yes. thing to learn. Yes, we had Adam Grant on the podcast months ago, and he said exactly that. He's like, when you struggle as a parent, mm-hmm. talk to your kids about yeah. it because they learn so much more from that and ask their advice. Like if you're, you know, stressed he, for him, he was like stressed about giving a talk the next day, and he said, you know, what would you do to deal with stress, or if you got embarrassed, how would you deal yeah, with that? It's so important. Um, they loved, you know, they love to be thought of as their, that their opinion counts their yeah. opinion matters and it, by the way they probably do have great ideas so what do you what do you and your husband do to like relax you have two little girls you have two busy jobs mm-hmm. you have full lives like what do you do to just kick back and relax and have fun and reconnect so that your marriage is the foundation of the family what we do we first of all do that i mean like it's important because we like to be around friends um so we could like go to dinner with friends Every not every night because we're too mm-hmm. tired. But if that was like our, you know, our weekend plan, we could a lot of times make it with other people. That's like kind of I'm social. I we're want, the same way. Right? Oh my god, can we have dinner? Sometime? Yes, mm-hmm. let's do it. All and six of us. Let's do it. That but awesome. I will say it's important to like realize. Wait, when was the last time just the two of us went to dinner or like even hung out where it's not like just watching a new show? I mean, like that's. We like Netflix. We like Netflix. (laughs) We like Hulu. We like Netflix. But it's important to like be like, okay, hold on. If something's coming up, let's go away for the weekend. Like that's a good way to reconnect, Mm -hmm. you know, to really Mm -hmm. prioritize just the two of us. And that's hard because you don't have – we travel so much. I don't get to see good – even great friends. I know. So – I think it's important for us to think like, okay, when was the last time just the two of us did anything? And even if it doesn't, I hope he won't be listening, but (laughs) even if it doesn't sound quite as fun as like having a big dinner party, which is more appealing to me. You gotta just do it's it. Good to, it's yeah. good to connect. Yeah. And we're 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 being told to to stop speaking. Um, I know <laughs> this was so fun. Um, he always do does it to the good interviews. He's like, I, okay, I, be quiet now. Cal, Cal, sensitive new age guy, Cal. <laughs> I'm taking that shirt back, Cal. No. Oh, I like. Did you give him that shirt? <laughs> That's our tagline for the men on the show. Yes. <laughs> sensitive. sensitive new age, sensitive guy. new age guy, mom brain. Um, uh, so uh, the other thing we do is our favorite things. So it could be, you know, your favorite diaper, under eye concealer, right now, or like... favorite dress, or favorite jewelry, Damn, or... I wish I could remember this face oil. Okay, favorite 
things. I'm reading a book right now that Neil Patrick Harris, no no name drop needed, mm. but recommended called The Whole Brain Child. Yes. I have it on my, I listen to it on audiobook, actually. You do? Yeah, because it lets me absorb, I, list, I have to re-listen to like let it all absorb. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure if I believe in every single detail, but I do think it's interesting to think about different perspectives. Um, so that's a favorite thing. Why? That's like the lamest favorite. No, it's no, amazing. no, no. That's exactly what I was talking about okay. before. Sometimes you just need like a little bit yeah. of something to feel like, okay, I'm doing this right exactly. now. Exactly. That's a no. It's a great. I'm gonna um, use that favorite thing. I think it's interesting. It's like a different perspective. It's not because I'm a little bit stricter like you, mm-hmm. and I and I studied education, so I know kind of what works for a little bit older kids. But this period, mm-hmm. I've never really worked with, so it's just a different way to look at discipline. Oh, the other thing I love for for working moms, mm-hmm. my friend um, Cherie Berry. She she lives in St. Louis. She has these really cute, I think you can buy them at, at Target, but if not on her thing, these cute like lunchbox notes. Cherry Berry. We no, were but her sa- name we isn't Cherry. We were saying it wrong. You talked about the little, oh, no, you talked about stickers. These aren't stickers. Didn't, weren't you telling me about Cherry Berry it's stickers? Cherie, no. It's Cherie. But by the way, she did my Christmas card. She also did my Christmas card, and I met her in St. Louis. I had a, like a talk there for our book, my sister and I did, and she was like, I want to come see you. And so she came and had a drink, and I was like, Cherry. And she's like, my name is Cherie. And I'm like, yes, it is. Why I can't read. Uh, Wait, it's stickers, Mabel, though? Mabel's labels. Mabel's I was labels. talking about stickers. I'm, I'm sorry. I was like, Cherry Berry. Right. Oh, I've used right. Mabel's Mom labels before. Mabel's yeah. labels. But her name is... Sh- Wait. They just <laughs> turned the lights on. <laughs> like, done. No more speaking. This is the dance party portion <laughs> of the show. Is they do <laughs> at the end of... Every- they're like... She's like it's there. like parakeets. They just turn the lights out and they hope they'll be quiet. <laughs> anyway, these are little note cards where you can write notes to your oh. children. And I do it sometimes with like, I'll leave out their breakfast because I'm never there in the morning. Of course. A odd thing, you know, because yeah. mornings are such a yeah. pivotal time. Um, but that's why I'm there almost every single night. We don't go out that yeah. much during the week. Anyway, blah. <laughs> we love it. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going to talk for hours. Do, I, know, I know. This is so fun. I know. To be continued on a very fun yes. on a very day fun and date with vino. <laughs> exactly. With vino. Um, with a little bit of vino. Yay! That was Jenna. You know, I love I love how much she's talk, thinking about the new year and being reflective over, you know, th- this past year that has been very, very difficult in, in a lot of different yeah. ways. I love that she's thinking about sort of like picking herself up and saying, mm-hmm. hey, how can we find positivity? How can I bring light um, into my family's lives and how and not ignore what's going on, right. not but really experience it, experience. process it and then and then continue on and have have her children and her family live in this laughter that's so fun and I mean for everyone that's so uplifting and building and rewarding and rejuvenating and and all the ways we can be silly and fun together um that really strengthens us especially in times when uh you know when we're struggling with things so I I loved our chat I wish it had gone on for ever and ever and ever (laughs) (laughs) here's to dance parties that we're gonna have together I know we need a good dance party Mm -hmm. that sounds fun It's time for our favorite things. Part of our show where we get to share a little bit about the thing that's kind of changing our life this week or that we think you guys would love to know about. Um, so for me, I'm going to go food this week. Um, our family loves pizza, pizza of all kinds. Um, and I'm always looking for ways to make it a little bit healthier. Um, cauliflower crust has become a big thing in our family. I love it. John loves it. The kids love it. It's just like delicious and such an easy way to put more vegetables in their diet. And obviously the best part about pizza is the sauce and the cheese and pepperoni if you choose to include that or other vegetables. Um, So and it's like the perfect carrier. But making your own cauliflower crust from scratch can be kind of uh, laborious. So I recently found um, this brand of cauliflower pizza crusts that come frozen. I literally just like tuck them in my freezer and take them out and bake on them and they're ready to go Um, again on Amazon. Cauliflower Foods gluten free, low carb cauliflower original Italian pizza crusts. And the nice thing about these guys is they don't have any additional flour in them. Um, The the. the ingredients, I, I could look them up, but I think it's really just um, cauliflower, um, cheese, uh, oregano, and like some Italian seasoning. It's really, really basic and clean and good for you and no weird preservatives or anything. And it just makes 
a really, you know, sometimes you get home from a long day of school and activities. You just have, you know, 15 minutes to put dinner on the table before your kids just eat a dinner of snacks and cereal. And it's one of those things where I feel really good putting it on the table and it's delicious. So I thought you guys would like to know about that. Okay. So my favorite thing now is this baby bath seat that's called a Keter bath seat. And I know that a lot of you guys have seen it on my Instagram and then uh, wrote to ask me about it. And I um, I definitely linked to it. Um, but it's just really great. It has little suction cups on the bottom. And once, you know, as Romeo is eight months now and he doesn't want to have like the, the reclining bathtub. And a lot of times I'll bathe with him. But if I'm not bathing with him... Um, it's really nice because you can just put it in there. It suctions to the bottom. It has like three little um, toys on the front that he can play with. Um, and it just seems, you know, very safe for him to sit there and experience sitting up in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, so I really, really love it. I have um, gotten a few of them because I'm always afraid that all of a They're sudden gonna it's going to discontinue. That's how much I love them. So when I'm done having babies, there's going to be some very lucky recipients. <laughs> I feel some... like I have 12 little porter potties to give away. <laughs> When you like something, the fear of like, oh God, what if it were to break? Theoretically, I mean, it's very sturdy. I don't know why I would think that, but what if it were to break? I must have another one. And then what if I like looked online and they didn't make it anymore? That's like one of my biggest fears. eBay, eBay. That well, they that's what I did for one of them. And so then I then they brought them back, or maybe I just found them again because I'm like not that great with the internet, you know, the whole technology thing. Um, and then so now I, I am the proud owner of like twelve. I love that, though. Good stuff. Um, good stuff. All right, guys. That's it for us this week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Mom Brain. And, um, of course, if you know you're up late at night and you want to write to us and, and give us a little a little note of encouragement or ask us questions or tell us your story or just build our Mom Brain community, send us an email, mombrainpod at gmail.com. Talk to you guys next week. Until next time. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group original production.